Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The Kempire is sponsored by... Our podcast could be sponsored by you. We rarely ever ask you guys if you have something that you want to promote here on the podcast... But I was like, let's see who wants to be sponsored by our podcast that's listened to thousands and thousands of people. Thankfully, thank God you guys are listening. But if you would like to advertise your business, reach out to us at Network at gmail.com for more details on how you and your business can be highlighted here on the Kempire Radio podcast. More information will be available in the description of this episode. Speaking of podcasts, don't forget, guys, it's so important to rate and review the podcast so that people know that you like what you're listening to, that we will start to show up on the podcast algorithm, depending on where you're listening to, and it lets other people know that you enjoy what you are listening to. As you know, the Kempire Radio podcast is a different experience. It's a mix of music, speaking to interviews, and we're, we're talking about religion in this new episode. We're talking about a bunch of different topics that's very different than what you're getting on YouTube, that you're getting on uh, social media. Be sure to rate us a five. I'm not asking for anything less than a five. And let us know what you love about the Kempire Radio podcast. You're listening to The Kempire here on the Kempire Radio Network. Welcome back to the Kempire here on the Kempire Radio Network. As always, don't forget, this is the bonus part that is not included in the visual version. And the visual version of my conversation with Grace Report will be uploaded to the Kempire Radio YouTube channel. So if you haven't upload if you haven't subscribed to the Kempire Radio YouTube channel, that's a different channel that we have on YouTube that has some of my past interviews that date all the way back. <laughs> so I don't ever know. My my interview with Latasha from Escape, that's 12 years ago, I think. So be sure to check out that channel for some old interviews, but also some recent past podcast episodes where you can see the visual version because a lot of you say you love my expressions. Well, all of that will be available on the Kempire Radio YouTube channel. And while you're there, subscribe to the Kempire channel just in case you aren't subscribed. And of course, we have our new channel, Kempire Shorts. So some of my short content. And I know you're thinking, but I watch it on TikTok or I watch it on Reels. Some of that stuff I don't upload completely on the Kempire Shorts channel or I, there's a new version there. So I'm, t- I'm telling you guys, I take a lot of time and effort to give you something that's different and sometimes shorter, sometimes longer on these various platforms. So just keep that in mind. And it doesn't hurt you to be subscribed to all the things so you're not, you're not missing out, Okay. So speaking of Latasha, so Latasha did has been doing interviews recently to promote her new gospel project that's coming out on Good Friday. You're welcome, Latasha. And Latasha has a great voice. Well, in some of these interviews, and I, I saw it in a recent interview, she's alluding that possibly her sister, Tamika, may not be all there. As you know, if you've been watching the SWV Escape reality show and you've been watching our recaps, there's this whole situation that Tamika alleges that Rocky and Latasha stole $30,000 from her in regards to her royalties for being a part of Escape. Candy came out on her YouTube channel and spoke about it and confirmed that this is this is how we found out about this new royalty and this is how possibly Rocky and Latasha could have taken the money. I mean, it's disgusting when you think about it, but it's even more disgusting that Latasha's in these interviews alluding that her sister might not be all there in the head. And Tamika has in a recent video on her YouTube channel saying that they're, they are ridiculous. There's nothing wrong with me. And if something was wrong with me, we would know. And they would have gotten me help. That That's just another way of them spinning the whole situation. 
But honestly, even if Tamika didn't say anything, I think the audience is not dumb. And we can sense where the real issue is. Someone on social media posted a side-by-side picture of the moment that we see on the reality show where Rocky whispers into Tamika's ear and then they show the movie from What's Love Got to Do It with Ike whispering into Tina's ear, Angela Bassett. Shout out to Angela Bassett. Come on. She should have won an Oscar for that. Um, And she should have won an Oscar this past weekend. She should be a two-time Oscar winner right now for a variety of different shows and movies that she's done. Well, anyway, so they put the side-by-side of those photos, and it's really, honestly, just watching it on the reality show, it it had me shook. But seeing the side-by-side, I was like, damn. So a part of me feels a little sorry for Latasha, but then at the same time, it's like, girl, you got to take control of your own life. You are your own life manager, and you've been with this man for so long, and I know you had a moment in your life where you felt so insecure about your body, And, and look, we all have our moments. But we also have our moments where we're like, you know what? I still deserve better than whatever this man is doing. And he's been accused of so many other things. And I believe more of those things are going to come out in a reality show in regards to stealing money, allegedly. Are we surprised? No. And the reason why Tamika had to pay taxes on this. Yes, she had to pay taxes, guys. She had to pay taxes on this money that was stolen from her. She wouldn't have had to pay and she would have gotten her money back if she had pressed charges against her sister and brother. Yeah, she would have she wouldn't have she would have had gotten her uh, her money if she had done that. But she chose not to do that. And I understand. And I know what some of you are thinking. They would have been locked up. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel at this point. uh, I don't even know. I don't know if I could do that against my family. Maybe if I really needed the money, maybe that's an option. But even that, $30,000 is a lot of money. But I don't know if I would, I don't know if it's worth it for me to put someone in, in my family in jail. I, I get, maybe because I come from the belief that more money is always coming to me. You know what I mean? So I, I understand some certain people, like, I, they don't have that belief system in their head. But in my head, I'm always thinking, well, I lose it here. I'm going to get it back here. And that's how you remain abundant. But I feel for, and that's I think that's the premise and the idea that Tamika was thinking. But so far, I have to say this, guys. The reality show is good. This week's episode is going to be about Escape versus SWV and their little tiff. We already know that they end up not touring together. But the fact that Escape is fighting over the headliner title of this tour... It's it's exactly why, and I hate that Candy's the one leading this conversation because Candy, I thought you'd be a little bit more sensible than this. We get it, and I know some of you are gonna have the argument. Well, without without Escape, they probably wouldn't have this reality show. Please keep in mind they had a reality show before. However, yes, thank God for SWV on this reality show because they provide a lighter energy than what's going on with Escape. Yes, it's juicy to get some of the Escape stuff, but if the entire reality show was about that, we would be like, okay, we don't need another season of this. And let's be real, if you calculate the numbers, and this is exactly why Coco was like, we sold 30 million albums. And some of you are like, the math is not mathing. Didn't all of Escape's albums go platinum and only two of SWV? Kitties, keep in mind, those... Album sales are talking about U.S. album sales. Globally, SWV is one of the highest uh, selling girl groups of all time. Yeah. 30 million records worldwide. So that's what they're referring to. And this is why SWV is able to tour, excuse me, the world because the world loves their music. And for those that are wondering, how much did um, Escape sell worldwide? Some artists were not global, globally accepted like that. And Escape only sold, only, it's, it's still a lot of money. It's still a lot of albums. They sold like less than 10 million worldwide. And I know in the United States, because we have this very United States-centered mind, we think that's all that's out there, but no. So when you compare SWV to Escape, Escape sold far less globally than SWV. And you have to keep in mind, some of the records at SWV, first of all, started trending on TikTok over the pandemic. 
like week. And of course, the Michael Jackson sample that they had was a huge song for them. So it opened them up to the entire world in a lot of of respects. Uh, So keep that in mind. But for me, in this moment that we're going to see on Sunday, it for SWV, although they've sold 30 million records, they're they're like, it's not a big deal for us to co-headline. Why are we fighting over you being the headliners? It doesn't make sense if we're going to do the numbers. If we're going to do the numbers, you guys don't match to what we've sold. But we're not trying to fight that. We're okay with co-headlining. But if you want to talk about numbers, let's be real. Yes, you got part of the reason why we have this reality show is because of Escape and what's going on with Escape. But we're talking about a tour. We're talking about music. So in all fairness, because I know, I understand, because people don't understand, like, well, they had more platinum albums in the United States. And in other countries... First of all, globally, they sold more SWV. But like in the UK, they have a different system for what they certify platinum. What we certify platinum here in the United States means you have to sell a million records. That's not the same in the UK. And that's not the same in other countries. Here, here, comes, here comes my musical background <laughs> coming out. But I've been enjoying the SWV Escape Queens of R&B reality show. I think it's really good, not just because of the drama, but because of the nostalgia and these personalities. And I have to say, Coco, I'm liking Coco in this new chapter of her life. And there's going to be more that we're going to get. I want to get more music, though, in in these episodes. I want to hear more of them singing. You know what I mean? But maybe season two? Do you want a season two? Anyway, speaking of Coco, so Coco's been very open about her mental health journey and depression and things like that. I'm wondering if we're going to get more of that. So as you know, here on the podcast, we always try to make this a different experience versus what you get on any of the other platforms. So that's exactly what happens when I sit down for a conversation with one of our friends. We've been collaborating with Layla Lynn. Great Report was just here last week. And Layla is here this week, but we have a different conversation. We have this conversation about mental health, religion, what's going on with her, and how being a content creator, entrepreneur, how that can affect your mental health, and how do you find balance in your life as a mother, as an entrepreneur, and as a Black content creator. So please welcome my special guest, entrepreneur, content creator, YouTube sensation, Layla, 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 Layla. Guys, welcome back to The Kempire here on The Kempire Radio Podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube to The Kempire Radio YouTube channel, I've been telling you I'm going to get Layla, Layla, Layla here on the podcast. And finally, she's here. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I have been looking forward to this. So thank you. Me too. First of all, thank you, because you've been nothing but supportive since. And I was just saying this to Grace as well. You both have been so supportive of everything that I do. And if you guys missed it, both Grace, Layla, and I were doing the Real Housewives of Potomac recaps every single week. (laughs) So if you missed any of that, be sure to go check out all of our channels to see those recaps. Because I think it's some people say that our recaps were far more entertaining than the show this season. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, I did see that a lot in the comments and I'm that way sometimes too. It's certain bloggers. I like to watch more than the actual show that they're reviewing. Yeah. Or I may not even be watching the show that they're reviewing, but mm. I'll just watch them. Cause I like them. Yeah. Ugh, that's not good. For, <laughs> that's not good for Andy and his show. <laughs> But like, for example, not the Bravo shows, but like Power, Power Book. I don't actually watch those shows, the star shows, but I do watch the reviews. Like I keep up through the reviews. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Is there a reason? I feel like, okay, certain shows, I don't like a lot of violence. I'm being honest with you. Because I'm one of those people, when I watch TV, I'm sucked in. TV or movie. Like I'm all into it. If it's emotional, I'm crying with you. Like. Whatever the scene is, like I'm there. And so that's why I don't like like a lot of tension and a lot of violence because I feel like I'm there. But when I watch the person review it, like if I watch all their other videos, I'll watch their reviews on that show too. Because mm. you don't feel, you know, that same energy. Like I don't feel like I'm sucked into it. I just feel like I can enjoy like the story. And that's important that you men- mention that because one of the things that we do here on Kempire Radio Podcast, as I've been telling you guys, I know you think this is going to be the, the typical thing that you see on all my other platforms, but no, Kempire Radio, we talk about 
a whole different thing, you know, and we try to aim so you have a different experience here. And one of the things I've, I've learned over the years, and you're right, what you watch on television does affect how you feel, your mental health. And I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people have been checking out of the Real Housewives of Potomac was because it was triggering to them. So yeah. that's part, part of the reason why they're like, I'm only watching your recaps because very much to what you just said, you don't have to watch the triggering things that are happening to the, the, the people that are on this show. And you can kind of still enjoy what's happening on the show, but through someone else's lens. So right. we, got, look, we have to watch it <laughs> and be triggered. Really? really? But you know what? I just appreciate the support. Whether they watch the show yes. or not, I still appreciate the support. <laughs> Not a doubt. Without a doubt. As, yes. as content creators that are entrepreneurs and doing it for ourselves. Layla, you've been doing this for a very long time. For those yes. that don't know who you are and are being introduced to you for the very first time, can you just give us a little brief bio on who is Layla? Layla? Besides <laughs> the catchy, catchy um, theme song. <laughs> well, I'll actually tell you a secret. Well, you already know this, that Layla is my daughter. But for the people listening, Layla is my daughter and I am Lynn. So the channel was originally like a vlog channel. Like I would feature my daughter um, when she was like two or three is when I started the channel. And it was Layla and Lynn. And then when I started doing celebrity news, I just smushed it together. <laughs> and so that's why it's called that's why it's called Layla Lynn. But mm -hmm. I'm actually Lynn and my daughter is Layla. But we can call you Layla. <laughs> you can call me Layla. <laughs> For some reason, it bothers my husband. It doesn't bother me, but he doesn't like when people call me Layla because you know his little girl. Oh, type of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. I like the name Layla. That's why I named her Layla. So. Yeah. And so, why did you move from you know the vlogging to celebrity news? Um. Well, really, it was just a joke. My first like celebrity news video. Mm -hmm. It was really just a joke. Like it wasn't a purposeful, let me do celebrity news. It was, um, you know, the talk show, The Real and yeah. Tamar Braxton used to be on there. And when she got fired, it was like a joke because The Real was kind of like a girl's group. And you see girl groups like um, 3LW, Destiny's Child, how the members kind of rotate. Mm -hmm. And with Adrian being on The Real, it was kind of like a joke. Like, you know, she didn't survive the girl group. Mm -hmm. But it was not like serious. It was not accurate. Like, and it got like a hundred thousand views. And I, was like, and I was like, I felt bad because it was not accurate. Like, it was like the thumbnail was a picture of three LW. Um, it was Adrian, you know, looking all crazy at Tamar. But it was all a joke. I need to look at this video. It's, I think it's still up. I think it's still up. But I did a video right after that because I felt bad. Like, oh, my God, all these people watched it. They probably think it's true. And I'm just joking, you know. And so that's when I was like, let me do this for real and put some facts out there because the first video was not it was not factual. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, that's why even now I'm like, let me get my facts straight. Let me do my research make sure I get everything correct because I don't want thousands and thousands of people to see. And sometimes even millions, like when a video goes viral yeah. and then you have wrong information. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I don't want that. Yeah. Oh. Very particular. I didn't even realize that's how it <laughs> It was and, all a joke. And, and that really is like your 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 original your originating story because now we understand why you are so interested in the uh, facts together. But it's so interesting to see that that's how how why you're so focused on making sure you get yes. the story right. Yes. Yes. It was all because of a joke video that you did, and now that also segued you into doing what you do now. Right. There are no mistakes. Right. There are no mistakes. That's what they say, you know. That's what they say. It's a reason for everything. And it was, um, it's a beautiful thing. The way it unfolded was beautiful. So um, I'm grateful to have, like, what I have on YouTube and Facebook. I'm grateful for the platform. And I try to treat it, you know, with care. Yeah. And, for those <laughs> of you that, <laughs> and for those of you that want to pursue a YouTube career, you have a course, right? Yes, yes. I have... Um, the business of blogging with Layla Lynn. And so that course is like a, it's, it's a business course. That's why it's called the business of blogging, like behind the scenes, like how to set things up, 
Because, and you know this, when you're dealing with social media, you don't have like a lot of ownership. Like you don't actually own your YouTube channel. You don't own like when you, it's almost like leasing an account on these different platforms. So it kind of talks about how to set things up so that you, um, your business can't just be taken away from you, you know, in the blink of an eye. And YouTube, uh, just, just a sidebar, YouTube has been doing that to a lot of creators recently. I know someone recently, they're, they've been demonetized. And some people have been reaching out to me about their YouTube channels being demonetized. So I'm going to put a link to her. I'm, I need to take the damn course. <laughs> just saying. And that's the other part of YouTube that people take for granted. And they just want to kind of throw their camera on. They don't want to learn the business of it. So for more information on that, I will be po- posting her links and things, and Layla's links in the description. So you guys can check out all things, including the course. But, you know, as I said before, this is going to be a different conversation, but because we're talking about YouTube and how you did that video and it went viral and, and I'm sure the comments were mixed, <laughs> the comment section yeah. can be tough. But it, it was, but at the same time, people were trying to help me out. Cause oh, okay. I, yeah, because I had Adrian's wrong Instagram and everything. Like it was like a fan page, but I thought it was her real page because like I said, I wasn't taking it serious. It was just a joke. Mm-hmm. And so people were like, no, 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 this is her real page. Like they were trying to, <laughs> trying to help me out. Which I appreciate it. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's the thing, too. I think we get far more positive comments. We really did the numbers of the percentages. Yeah. But yeah. it's always that one comment that's negative or you got this wrong. That yeah. really, I don't think people talk about this enough, enough especially as content creators or influencers on social media, about how that can affect your mental health. And we put ourselves yeah. out there, literally our faces and our voices out there. And people will say some of the nastiest things. So my question to you, Layla, as we get into this conversation about, you know, just you and mental health, like how do you deal with, with that when it comes to your own personal mental health and you putting yourself out there? Um, Well, one thing is I don't read every single comment, to be honest with you. Like I have it turned off on my phone, you know, the, the creator studio app where you put yeah, yeah, we can't. <laughs> you cannot have it ding every time somebody, you know, leaves a comment because it's it's way too much yeah. and it's way too much up and down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I turned that off like years ago. <laughs> and so I don't read every comment. What I do, like when I first post a video, I figure those are the people who are like supportive. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. my true blue supporters. So I'll read their comments for maybe like the first 30 minutes or so, the notification gang. I'll read their comments and comment back to them um because those are mostly positive yeah <clears throat> but to be honest sometimes depending on my mood the first time i see a negative comment because sometimes people will turn on no- notifications and hate on you they yeah. will do that. <laughs> <laughs> all of you just hate on you <laughs> yes there are people who will do that and so um sometimes depending on my mood the first time i read a um, negative comment i'll go ahead and shut it down mm. and then also like if we're live if my kids are home I'm not getting into the comments like mm-hmm. the comments that uh, do the super chat. Yes. You know, I'll read those, of course. But other than that, I don't want to read all these comments and all these this different um, type of energy and then go okay. interact with my kids. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I have a uh, kind of like a wall up when it comes to YouTube comments and things like that. And then interacting, you know, with yeah. people in my household. <clears throat> That's so important that you say that because I think not just if you're an influencer or on YouTube, does that matter? That just in general, especially with people working from home a lot now and, yeah. and, the, and those boundaries get mixed because you're yeah. literally being stressed off, stressed out by by your boss and your kids might be home you know, from school and, and you take it out on them. Yeah, and you cannot do that. You cannot do that to the kids. Yeah, but it happens. It does happen. So we're not judging. We're not judging you. It happens. Yeah. But if you're listening to this or you're watching this, let it be a reminder. I mean, look, look at me talking. I ain't got no kids, but I, I'm learning. I'm learning from you. And yeah. a lot of times, um, Layla would be the mother that we would talk. You know, anytime something atomic related, mother related, we're like, so Layla, you, you, you're married. You have kids. <laughs> Because there are certain things we just can't talk about or even sometimes wrap our minds around when it comes yeah. to certain topics, topics of being a woman, topics of being a mother. Yeah. With with yeah. being a working mom, with being a working mom and the type of job that you do, that that's not typical hours. Sometimes right. it's a break at night. Like, how do you find that balance of, of what you're going to cover, mm-hmm. what you you just can't because you have your kids, 
like, how do you find, like, how do you manage life? (laughs) (laughs) If you're a fan of the podcast, then you know it's about that time where I'm talking about your teeth and why your teeth are so important for your heart health, but your health in general. One thing about when it comes to dating, it's important for me to date someone that takes care of their teeth because it's how, as Wendy Williams used to say, the teeth. Or maybe she used to say the eyes are the windows to the soul. No, I think she said the teeth. But the teeth are the windows to the 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 bottom half of this person. If they're not taking care of their teeth, I'm judging you because I'm thinking that every other part of yourself you're not taking care of. But that's not necessarily 100% true. But one thing that people do not know, and they probably have learned from our podcast, is that your teeth, your gum health, affects your heart health. And you don't even realize it because heart disease is the silent killer, especially of black people, black women. Go make that appointment today for your dentist. I just had to go to the dentist because I had a cavity. I know. Look, I'm not perfect. (laughs) Things happen, but you still have to take care of your teeth. Imagine if I didn't go to the dentist and take care of my tooth, even with this cavity, the cavity would have gotten worse. So I'm taking care of my teeth. I'm flossing with my water pick. Let's talk about that. So my water pick is one of the ways that I protect my gums and it protect my heart health. And I use a water pick because I know me. I've tried. My dentist used to tell me, use, make sure you're flossing. This is how you floss. But I don't floss anymore. I probably still should floss. However, I use my water pick because water gets into places that Flossing and someone that doesn't know how to floss will get to with a water pick. So there is an affiliate link in the description of this episode. Go get your water pick today and save your gum health and your heart health. Since we're talking about your teeth, we have to talk about Quip. Quip, Quip, Quip is my favorite toothbrush. I've been using them for probably like four or five years, probably five years, probably six at this point. They send me replacement toothbrush heads every three months. That's how often you should be changing your toothbrushes or your toothbrush heads. And they have other things that you can add to your subscription service, including like floss and some other things. But Quip's toothbrush tells you the right amount of times that you should be brushing your teeth and when you should switch from one side to the next, top to the bottom. For more information on our referral link will be available in the description of this episode. The type of job that you do, that that's not typical hours. Sometimes right. it's a break at night. Like, how do you find that balance of, of what you're going to cover, what you, you just can't because you have your kids? Like, how do you find, like, how do you manage life? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like it doesn't affect what I cover. Like, if it's something crazy and it's, you know... I kind of do like a lot of, you know, reality TV Mm -hmm. and things like that. Even if it's crazy, I'll still cover it, but I'll Mm -hmm. just be like recording in another room where my kids don't hear me, Mm -hmm. which is the normal for me because I don't want, you know, my kids' voices to pick up while I'm recording. Um, So I just kind of like physically keep it separate when it comes to things like that. But I don't want my content to ever be um, kid friendly to be honest with you. Like I have it checked off. I'm not kid friendly. If you listening, <laughs> don't, don't watch me with your kids. Like even though what I say, you know, I try to keep it classy. I just don't want to be in that uh, category where I feel like kids are watching. Like yeah. I want to have grown folks talk. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny when people tell me that oh, my, me and my kids watch you or the kids are watching. My kids love yeah. you. I'm like, I was like, I don't yeah. think it should be. But then right. you're the parent. <laughs> like you're the parent. I mean, I do really do try to keep things clean. You know, every once in a while we do a little campfire after dark, but I do try to keep things clean. But yes. I just yes. don't know if they yes. should be listening. <laughs> I think we first met, it was kind of like a Layla after dark. Because yes. I was alive after the um Porsche Bolo <laughs> situation. Was, I couldn't remember what video it was. Yes. Yes, we went live and you were and I called. <laughs> <laughs> We have all kinds of who else? Who else? There was someone it, else. It was me, you, Scotty by nature, yeah. and someone and I else. Think somebody else. Yeah, I think it was a woman. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that's how we first connected. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, "What are we talking about?" I couldn't remember what we were talking about, but yeah. I'm glad you remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I'll forget <laughs> <laughs> that bolo situation. Yes, oh. and. Even a lot of um, for Real Housewives of Atlanta, like they say, that was too much for a lot of the fans. They say a lot of the fans were not feeling that season and that whole bolo, uh, like the energy of that. A lot of fans yeah. did not like it. 
Why do you think that? You think that was just too, they're supposed to be a little bit more above board when it comes to their content? Yeah, it was too raunchy for, yeah. Because I don't know that the Housewives audience wants to see it like that deep. Like a little joke here and there, like, but it just went, it just went pretty far. You know what I mean? So. Oh my God. Are you looking forward to the new season of Atlanta? <sighs> Should I? Should I look forward to it? Let me ask your opinion. Should I look forward to it? There's now a divorce pending. I mean, it's done wonders for Real Housewives of Miami. True. Yes, because I started watching that. I wasn't really watching. And then it was on one day. And I was like, Lenny. That's his name, right? Lenny? Mm -hmm. Lenny. What? 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 So you're not, now you're in Miami? I'm in. I'm in. This is their best season, honestly. This is their best season. And probably the best season of Housewives in general in a while. So yeah. you got to get into it. You got to get into it. Yeah. I literally was just recapping it. For those that are just joining us, I'm here with Layla Lynn. And I, I, and I we, we've talked about this on Potomac, I believe. And we were talking about like, how do how do we label ourselves and what we do? And I say entrepreneur. We, we are both entrepreneurs yeah. in this. Because yeah, we're, we're doing that. a bunch of different things outside of just YouTube. And it's YouTube yeah. related and things like that. But we're both entrepreneurs. Yeah. And yeah, we're, that's accurate. And we were, we were just talking about how to balance life and, and, you know, the comment section. But we were also, right before we started recording this, talking about vacation and the need to take vacation. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your travel journeys. Like, where have you been? What, when did you really just start prioritizing traveling? Was it because of the kids? Um, I love to talk to travel. <laughs> as far as traveling... I would say when I started getting a little money, like when I started to be able to afford the little places, okay? <laughs> like, let's My first, um, I'm trying to remember the first time I left the country, but it was probably like the Bahamas, probably the Caribbean. Mm. But um, <clears throat> my favorite trips, I'll say that, my favorite international trips, um, I got to go to Africa. I went to Kenya and Tanzania in 2006. Wow. And that was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um and I don't know what happened, but in Kenya, they actually tore the picture off my passport. So I felt like <laughs> it was a wild African adventure. Like, oh. it was crazy. And so we were actually in this part of Africa. Um, I was with my my husband at the time. Um, we were kind of like inland in this place called Arusha near Kenya. And then we had to go to, um, like, we had to drive eight hours to the capital and get a new passport. So... <laughs> But that was probably my most, I would say that's a trip that kind of stands out to me the most, like seeing, I saw a lot, a lot of different types of culture there Mm. and in Tanzania, um, especially getting their impression of African-American culture. Like they look at us like, well, I won't say all of them, but you could see where they look at us kind of like, like entertainment, like, um, I, I don't know. I don't think I want to get too deep into it, but just mm-hmm. seeing how they look at us as Westerners was kind of like eye opening. Wow. Yeah. That, that's also on my trip list. I'm I'm considering. Okay. I won't tell anyone because, you know, I'm, I'm real squirmish about telling you people where I'm going and when I'm going. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to um, Just saying. Yeah. Um, but I definitely want because Africa, I think the reason why I haven't done Africa yet is because it's just so much. There's so many places of Africa that I want to see. And it's like, where do you go first? What do you do first? Uh, you should go to um, like Ghana. Like they have that program yeah. where they want black people to come. Um, and the, I think it's called Afrochella or something yes. like that. Yeah. 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 Yes. I'm definitely on the top list or South Africa. I just haven't decided where I'm going or when, but I am definitely considering, I I want to do Africa this year. Yeah. Um, And at least start it because then at least, okay, I've already been here so I can go, you know, somewhere else. But, you know, a lot of people, you know, especially black people, when they go to Africa, they talk about this feeling that they get from going there. Did you have like an enlightening moment from going to Africa for the first time? Mm, I would say no. Mm. Um, and I thought I would. I thought I would feel like these are my people, yeah. you know, that type of thing. But I felt so different because I guess everyone could tell that I wasn't from there, even though to me, like when I looked at how I was dressed and I looked how the other girls were dressed, like we were all like dressed similar, like jeans, you know, casual clothing. Mm. But for whatever reason, it seemed like I stuck out. And so when you, you know, go 
And mind you, I'm not in the tourist areas. Yeah. This is like regular like communities and going to the market and stuff like that. And everybody's staring at you and you feeling like we all black here. Like, why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't make me feel like I was at home or things mm. like that. Even though, you know, the people are telling me, oh, you know, this is your home. You know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I didn't feel like it because everybody around was staring. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't get that feeling. And this is why I wanted to ask, because you always hear people say that when they, when they go. And I'm sure there are plenty of people very much like you that that go and they're like, oh, I didn't I didn't feel that. And also it depends on where you go, too, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it, it makes a big difference. The fact that I was I don't think I went to any tourist areas, if I can remember. Mm. correctly. So maybe if I had gone to tourist areas, those people would probably be more like, welcome home, sister. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that type of thing. <laughs> But that, that wasn't if you could go back to Africa, or when you go back to Africa, I should say, where would you want to go? Well, I want to go to Zanzibar because it was like I was so close, but I wasn't there. So I want to go to Zanzibar. Yeah. Um, I want to go to Ghana. I want to go everywhere. South Africa, Egypt, like everywhere. Me everywhere. too. Listen, are we going? They say uh, <laughs> Ashley Darby's husband owns... Um, it's not Somalia, is it? Somalia, yes. Yeah. Four yeah. acres. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> the largest part of his wealth is from his property ownership in Somalia. Yeah. So are you going? Are you going to Somalia? Well, I don't know if we can without like. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. But I remember reading that part of what he's doing, other than like, you know, the, the airport area where he owns, mm-hmm. like the whole thing is like, you know, gentrification on another level. Like they're building resorts. Oh, shoot. Well, maybe. You know, so getting richer, huh? Yep. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about the lawsuit against um, Candace? <laughs> and this is why the visual version is necessary, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he has a lot of nerve because, and you know what? And that's why I started my podcast because I feel like I, I got to put my opinions out there. Like I'd be trying to, you know, keep it in, keep it cute. But I just feel like he has a, not, a lot of nerve because I believe he's guilty Almost everything I've seen him be accused of, I believe he's guilty, like grabbing the cameraman, grabbing the uh, producer. I mean, um, we have video footage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, I just think he has a lot of nerve to sue for defamation. Like, I don't know if it's, that's going to work because yeah. it's like the things that have been said about him in the public appear to be true. Like you said, it's camera footage. So yeah. I don't know if the defamation thing is going to work. Hmm. I really don't. I wonder if it's going to actually go to court. Probably not. And I get, I get tired of people trying to like use a court system to bully people. And I feel like that's what it mm. is. Like, he wants her to shut up. And this is his way of doing it. Like he's trying to bully her through the court system. And I just get tired of that. Good point. I didn't think about that part, especially because yeah. when you look at some of the things that he's done over the years, it's like, well, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We talked about your podcast. Can we talk more about the, the, the podcast that you recently yeah. launched and what people can expect? Because for those that watch Layla on her YouTube channel, and of course, guys, I'm going to post all of her links in the description of this episode and video. You launched this new podcast. Tell us about the podcast and why you decided to launch it. Um, well, I decided to launch it really one of the reasons like I needed a backup channel and I had started this backup channel some years ago, but I wasn't really using it. And then I was like, you know what? I do want a platform where I just share like my thoughts, my opinions on anything, not necessarily celebrity news related. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I started it. The Layla Lynn podcast. And I'll give you an exclusive campfire. I'll give okay. you excuses while I'm here because <laughs> I haven't, I haven't named it yet publicly, but I decided today that I'm going to call it opinionated. The opinionated. Ooh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that will be the home of all my opinions, all my thoughts. And I recorded my first episode. My first episode is live. And I talk about religion. Mm. Um, not spirituality, but religion mm-hmm. in my first episode. And so. Like, you tell, us, tell us a little bit more about that. When you, when you say religion, like what are, what are your thoughts? Know. <laughs> <laughs> so people can kind of get an idea of what they what, what they're going to get in this episode and on the podcast yeah. opinionated love it because <laughs> well, i've shared on my channel especially early on in my channel i've shared you know um that i'm a christian believer and um 
that was probably about seven years ago when I first started my channel. And I still consider myself a Christian, but not the way I was raised. Like I would say I'm a non-traditional Christian. And so on my first episode, I share how I went from what I was taught growing up. Like I was taught to believe the Bible, like literally, Mm. like, (laughs) right. mm. (laughs) 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 This is how a lot of people were raised, like to believe that Adam and Eve were really the first people, regardless of what science says that Adam and Eve were really the first people. And that women, this, this is how it really all started because, you know, I read a lot and I started reading more about like feminism and things like that, just being a woman. And so reading about, um, you know, womanhood and things like that. And whenever you're talking about people, religion is going to come up. Right. And so that's when I was reading that about basically misogyny in the Bible and how, you know, generations of people are taught that women brought sin into this world. Like, (laughs) like it's it's ridiculous. Looking back, it's ridiculous. But when you're raised to believe something, you feel like, you know. You feel like it's the truth. Yeah. And so my first episode talks about me learning. I think, what did I call it? Uh, I hope I didn't. I think I said fairy tales, fallacies in the Bible. Mm. And so learning that a lot of what's in the Bible, excuse me, is stories. Like it's it's origin stories. Yeah. You know, when it comes to Adam and Eve, like most cultures have a, a origin story. And so a lot of what you see in the Bible or read in the Bible it's not necessarily factual. Some of it could be factual. It could be based on facts or it could simply be a story to explain something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like I've come to a realization and an understanding with myself and my spirituality uh, over the past like year or so, maybe like two years, that things are not necessarily what I've been taught. Mm. And how and how is that translating in regards to how you parent versus how your parents parented you when it comes to religion? Well, my mom, she parented me hard. Like my dad, he used to be a pastor. Oh, and so, you're a preacher's yeah. kid. <laughs> Technically, but <laughs> I, I didn't grow up with my dad. So okay. I don't really identify like I didn't grow up as a preacher's kid in the church. So mm-hmm. I don't identify as a PK. But mm-hmm. my dad, for a period of time, used to be a pastor. I was raised by my mom and my mom and her whole family is very religious. Not and that's why I say not spiritual, but religious, like go to church every Sunday, go to Bible study every Wednesday, you know, mm. choir rehearsals twice a week. Like, damn, yeah, like you have to show up like, you know, it's it's all about your works and what you do for the church. And even when you go to funerals, a lot of times in my family, even in my husband's family, like the preacher will preach about what this person did for the church. And it's just like. It's all about the church. But like, what about your heart? What about your soul? Like, to me, it's more to life than church. And then, you know, church people, that's a whole nother episode dealing with (laughs) Because don't you think that's very intentional why they want you to make it about the church? So everything, all of your money, all of your time goes to the church. It almost sounds like a... (laughs) I'm going to look at the camera and look at you. It's... Okay. Um. Yes, yes, pretty much. And I don't want to name like the type of church my mom used to go to, but that church, some people do call it that. Oh, okay. that's correct. Even my best friend like has like some really deep trauma from the church. Um, it goes, it goes really deep. Yeah, but I just can't. I, I can't, and I won't live my life under that um, oppression because that's what it really is. Like it's oppression, especially for women. You know, being re- raised to believe that you are the cause of sin, like yeah. it's oppressive. And I'm, and I'm just, I don't even think people even realize that. And the just the subliminal, subconscious energy that they're putting into both men and women in regards yeah. to how women view themselves in the world and in religion. So that's that's really interesting. So yeah. now your perspective, you, as you said, is is a sort of like more modern version of yeah. religion. like religion is still very important to your life. And so how is, how is that translating in regards to how you teach your children about religion? The Kempire.com is here. A one-stop shop for you guys to find all of my social media from Twitter to TikTok to YouTube and our podcasts. Everything is available at the Kempire.com. 
including houseofkempire.com. Links to there so you can get merchandise. We are, here's a secret, and this is exclusively here on the podcast. We are working on new merchandise just in time for you guys to get ready for the summer. It's spring, it's coming. Be sure to check out houseofkempire.com, but a direct link to everything Kempire is available at thekempire.com. And stay tuned for more new surprises. So how is how is that translating in regards to how you teach your children about religion versus how well, they're just now learning about like Christianity and stuff like that. They go to a Christian school, but like I make sure to tell my daughter, my daughter is eight. She's going to be nine like really soon. So I make sure to tell her like this is not necessarily factual. And I make sure like that she's not being taught that she's a sinner mm-hmm. like. And I don't want to trigger anybody listening to this. And I'll just say this. I I gave a warning on my own podcast. Like some of the things I might say about Christianity, they're my beliefs. If it triggers you, you know, that's on you. But just for me, I feel like it's oppressive to teach a child that they are a sinner. You know what I mean? Like it's like. I went to Catholic school and I have to say when I used to hear that all the time in my head, I'm like, that don't sound right to me. Yeah. I remember I mean, feeling like that. that. Yeah, I'm just a kid. <laughs> I was like, I'm a sinner. I was born a sinner. I was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really deep. And I feel like it affects your self-esteem. It affects your thought patterns. And so my next episode um, is going to be about thought patterns because I feel like, you know, when you believe that there's this lake of burning fire, that if you make the wrong mm-hmm. choice, you can burn in hell. For me, even as a kid, that has always been traumatic to me, like to think that people are burning, you know, underneath the earth or, you know, wherever this hell may be, that people are burning for all eternity. They don't get a second chance or anything Mm. just because they didn't believe in Christ. Like that has always been like just a traumatic thing for me. Yeah. And so continue. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't teach my kids that. And as far as my thought patterns, I feel like that's affected how I think. Like, sometimes I feel like one wrong move, you know what I mean? And everything can go awry. <laughs> You're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because, you know, and I feel, and I feel like this about uh, various religions. And as you said, certain religions, people feel as if it is almost cultish. I'm going to say the word. Yeah. I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness. There are a lot of people that view that. Say it again. I didn't know that. Yeah. A, a lot of people are probably going to be like this. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Reactions out, everyone. No, I grew up as Jehovah's Witness, and my grand, on both sides, on my my uh, grandparents on my father's side were Jehovah's Witnesses. My mom's a Jehovah's Witness, and her her mom was a Jehovah's Witness. So I, and luckily, if my mother ever sees this, Luckily, she never really, like, I grew up learning and being within the religion. However, I don't feel as if she forced it on me. So that's why I've been able to sort of, like, have my own mind about it. I don't know if it was intentional or she just, like, I have too many kids. I can't force religion on you right now. (laughs) (laughs) It might be that. But thank God for me, because I don't, I think I probably would have been, it would have been traumatized a little bit by some of the the beliefs. And look, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, it's okay. I'm not judging you. I understand the importance of religion in certain people's lives and how it has helped them navigate through certain things. I just know for me, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I didn't know that. I know. Yeah. I consider them a cult, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Jehovah Witnesses, I consider them to be a cult. And I was just talking to somebody um, on social media earlier today because mm-hmm. um, they were asking about um, how it says like only a certain number of people are going to heaven. Like yes. that's one of the doctrines of you know being a jehovah's witness mm-hmm. and that's crazy to me like i think it's like 140 something thousand or something like that yeah the numerology 144 thousand mm-hmm. it's just it's just wild to think that you know people really believe that and live their life believing that like to live under such oppression by choice is wild and they also had that similar thing, you know, because I know Leah Remini did the whole documentary on Scientology and that she was taking on Jehovah's Witnesses as well. And again, mm-hmm. guys, if you're Jehovah's Witnesses, we're not judging. We're just talking and affiliate. We're having an open conversation. But they, if you talk badly about Jehovah's Witnesses or if you leave the religion, it's very similar to Scientology where you are excommunicated. People cannot talk to you. And it's just like, oh, shoot. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't personally had that experience, but I've heard of other people that have had similar mm-hmm. experiences. 
They say Kenya Moore's mom is a Jehovah Witness. Did you know that? I think I have heard that. Yeah, this is what they say. So, you know, it doesn't, that's not the reason, obviously, that she doesn't talk to Kenya, but they say it's just a practice that she's used to. Like that cutoff practice is not new to her. So for her to cut off her daughter, like she's probably cut off other people in her life too. It's not just her daughter. But I'm also wondering, you know, because remember she had Kenya um, out of wedlock Mm -hmm. and she was very young. So I'm wondering if the church or her family made her do... That is interesting. Kenya, we need yeah. someone to ask Kenya this. <laughs> yeah, I, she had wrote that book. Like, I could not find that book for nothing. She had put an excerpt online and then it's just like wiped off the internet. But she had said something about it and it is gone. It is- Why has no one ever asked her this in an interview? We need I think that. it must be like forbidden. I don't know. Because there's something to it. And it's yeah. like, talk about it. It's like she started to talk about it and then she was like, no. I can't imagine, and I'm, and I really hope that Kenya is in therapy because to be abandoned and um, just completely ignored yeah. by your own mother, who's supposed yeah. to sort of like nurture every. Like, speaking of mental health, like how do you even be who Kenya is? I, that's why I kind of look at Kenya. I'm like the, the fact that you are so put together, and yes, there might be a little quirks, but we all have little quirks, <laughs> right? <laughs> that she's able to be so sensible mm-hmm. and you can tell she's making it in a concerted effort to be yeah. the best mom to Brooklyn yeah. despite what she has experienced in her life. I'm like, I, I applaud her. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe we talked about the, yeah, we, we, we've talked about this. I don't know. It may have been last season of our Real Housewives Potomac recaps. And we were talking about mental health and we were, and you opened up about, you know, taking uh, medication for your own mental health. Can we just kind of yes. backtrack to why you, you why you had to, to ta- start taking um, medication and what led up to that and where you are today? Yeah. So I take um, anti an antidepressant called Wellbutrin mm-hmm. and I've been taking it on and off for probably like 15 years. Wow. Yeah, but mostly off. Like I took it, um, I first started in college, basically during stressful periods of my life. Mm. I've gone to the doctor and been prescribed that. And then when my lifestyle kind of changes, I'll get off it. But then like recently with the pandemic, that's probably what we were talking about. I started taking it again because it was just a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole pandemic and not knowing like what is going on in the world. It was just a lot for me. And it was depressing for me. Could you and relate to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but could you relate to, cause you remember people were saying there was a storyline for Robin, but watching, watching that. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to show, show the video first. <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you feel when Robin was talking about the pandemic and, you know, well, she called it at the time seasonal depression. Right. And I know people with seasonal depression and maybe she does have it, but I do feel like it was a cover. Like she was really depressed because Juan, you know, oh. was doing whatever he was doing. So mm. I feel like she was lying, to be honest yeah. with you. But, you know, she could also have seasonal depression, which I do understand. To me, it does affect my mood, like um, the weather. Like it sounds so crazy to say, but I do feel happier in the summer and the spring when it's warmer. And then when it starts getting cold and things like that, it does make me even taking medication. It still makes me like my baseline is a little bit lower. Wow. As far as my mood, yeah, it's real. It's very, very real. Yeah. So, but, but, but back to you, you were saying. So during the pandemic, you—that's when you started uh, taking uh, the Wellbutrin again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And go ahead. No, I was just going to say it was crazy, and then I feel like um, seeing my kids not go to school was depressing me too, because it's like, I feel like school is so important, like the academics and also a lot of it, um, the, just the social aspect of school, I feel is really important, especially at their age. It's like, my daughter is, um, almost nine. My son is five and it's like, they gotta be around other kids. Like you can't keep them in the house. You know what I mean? Like that was depressing to me. And just remembering like when I was a kid, I was not in the house. Like I was very social, you know, either in school or outside playing and things like that. And yeah. so that was, that was, uh, it was depressing me as well. 
Wow. I can, I can, I mean, and a lot of people were talking about this during the pandemic about depression and mental health. And that's why it birthed a lot of, first of all, it birthed a lot of people leaving their jobs. It birthed a lot mm-hmm. of people um, getting it, into therapy and, and on antidepressants because of everything. Uh, yeah. So I feel like the pandemic was a good thing, especially when we talk about mental health. I was just talking about, because I'm doing a watch of the older seasons of Vanderpump Rules. I don't know if okay. you watched that. And one of the things that they talk about was when Tom Schwartz had to leave abruptly from mm-hmm. the job because he had an anxiety attack. And the way that they talked this, the way they, they called him the, the uh, they called him a pussy. They, um, the LVP didn't believe him. They made a, a big joke about it throughout the season. And I was just like, have they ever sort of like revisited that and apologized to him? Because yeah. anxiety and, and an anxiety attack that's your mental health. The, 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 yeah. and, you, and you that are having, I've had one anxiety attack ever in my life and it was random. I was laying mm. in bed and all of a sudden it came on. I don't know what the context could have been during the week. Random. And I had no idea what, it feels like you're dying. Yeah, I was going to say, it feels like a heart attack. Yes. <laughs> and really I was like, and mind you, I was in college at the time when this happened. So it could have been a bunch of things. Yeah. So, so for me, that's, that is experienced one. I can't imagine experiencing that in public while you're working. Yeah, I couldn't either now that I think about it. Yeah. And then people downplaying it. Yeah. And I feel like, especially as a man, I I hear a lot of women, you know, say they've had panic attacks. And I feel like for Mm -hmm. a man, that's probably another element where people are like, what? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine. So where are you today when it comes to, you know, medication, your mental health and things that you do outside of medication for your mental health? Uh, I feel like I'm in a good space. I feel like because of my lifestyle, like being a YouTuber, I feel like I get to like basically make my own schedule. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my lifestyle is very much up to me. And I feel like that helps. Like when I've worked corporate jobs, (laughs) it was Mm -hmm. was terrible. (laughs) Like for me, the type of person I am, like working nine to five or, you know, whatever shift and having to deal with, you know, people and the office politics and stuff like that, that would kind of affect my mental health too. But I feel like, you know, working on my own is better for me. Like I feel better mentally doing what I do. You know what I mean? Which for me, for like corporate America, it's important for them to to really start to think on how they need to prioritize their work. And I've always believed this, is that if you prioritize your workers, their mental Mm -hmm. health, giving them vacation, paying them what they're worth, all of that will translate into what you get from your workers. And yeah. I don't know if they've learned any of that. It's still, even through the pandemic where people were working at home, where you had to rely on them to, you know, step up. And a lot of people felt like they were more efficient working from home. Yeah. yeah. Depending on the type of job and depending on like if the person actually likes what they're doing, I have heard yeah. people say that they're more efficient, but then other people, if they don't like the job and they're working at home, you know, it might be a different story. Yeah. But um, I've also heard like Congress is trying to pass, certain people in Congress are trying to pass like a four day work week. Mm. Well, have you heard that? I'm, I'm going to need them to work on making sure everyone has health care. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let's start. Let's start there, and then we can go to the four four day work. Because to me, again, that's also healthcare too. Yeah, so, yeah, it is. But can we can we all at least get healthcare? I don't know why it's so hard. I don't it's know not. why. We already so know what it is. Yeah. If if the UA the UA what's the UA the EU? <laughs> what the hell is the UA? <laughs> the if the EU can do it. We can definitely do it as one of the, if not the richest country in the entire world, we can do it. We just have, we, we're choosing not to do it. Yeah. But doesn't mental health is part of healthcare. Say again? Doesn't Canada have universal health care? Yes, they have it as well. I hear it's not the best. Sorry, ca- Canadians. That's what I've, I've heard from Canadians, that it's not necessarily the best, but it works. They've been doing it for years. Yeah. But yeah, there's plenty of countries that are doing it and succeeding at it. Mm-hmm. But very much like what we were just talking about in regards to, to mental health and healthcare, part of part of your part of healthcare is mental health, and mm-hmm. a lot of people are not getting the healthcare that they need because of money. They're like, "Oh, I'm not going to go pay that copay because you know I, it's just not worth it for me." They're prioritizing the money over their actual health, which leads to yeah. stress, which leads to people being depressed. Yeah, it's like a domino effect. Yeah. yeah. And then they don't want to they don't want to book an appointment with a therapist because oh I don't want to pay that copay. 
Mm-hmm. So now their mental health struggles because of that. Yeah, but I always say do something like even if because I know some people are just never going to go to therapy. Like yeah. you know, even if they even if they can afford it, right? They're just not going to do it. So I always say like do something like read a book that's going to help you like help yourself like a self improvement book or you know listen to music that that lifts you up like do something journal and yeah. try to figure out what's going on with you through writing whatever it is that helps you like do something like don't just be depressed and sit in it like that's the worst thing you can do yeah. to me i feel like even in my lowest moments it's always like okay i have to fight you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i feel like i have to fight this like i can't just you know, you can't just let it win. <laughs> you can't just give up. Right. You cannot. You cannot. Especially to me as a parent now, it's like, Lord, you know, these kids depending on me. Like, I can't just sit in the house and be depressed. Like, it's not even an option. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up because there are other things that people can do outside of medication, outside of therapy. And of course, if you are going through something, guys, please reach out for help, professional yeah. help. Not necessarily just religion has helped people, but that's not the only place that you can help. I meditate twice a day. I do transcendental meditation. What what Layla originally said at the top of this episode, she was talking about like just certain shows I just can't watch, literally for your mental health. Yeah. So be conscious of because I know you know like the old school folks. All they do is watch the news all day, every single day. <laughs> yeah. That's good for your mental health or physical yeah. health. Yeah. And the thing about the news, like it's depressing, but like the news, they're going to show you what's controversial. Like it's it's a media. Everything is about money and and getting views and things like that. So it's going to be more bad news than good news. Like it's going to be that slant to it. And so then you leave if you are constantly watching bad news, bad news, bad news, like you leave feeling bad. And if you want more good news, I was just saying this um, yesterday or something like that, because the whole scandal situation, I was like, that that episode of the, their latest episode of Vanderpump Rules had the biggest episode that they've had since season eight. And I mm-hmm. said, okay, that's all well and good for them, guys. But you all keep saying that you want more feel-good reality TV. Well, then you need to start watching it and showing up for it so that those shows get the numbers. I don't know if you started watching Family Karma, um, Layla, but I think you would love it because it's funny. You're getting yeah. insight into a different culture. They're in Miami, so you're getting the sunshine and, and yeah. all that Yes, it, I love, I love Family Karma. It will make you, it, for mental health, Family Karma will make you feel good. Especially this season, we had a gay Indian wedding. <laughs> Which is very rare. You know, I went to India. I was going to say that was one of the other trips that stands out for me. Um, I got to go to India on my job's dime. Like, I, I know, that's that. right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was so luxurious. Like, the place we stayed, it was this hotel called the Oberoi. And it was like the Garden of Eden. <laughs> like, it was so India. We were in um, the states called Karnataka, Bangalore, Bangalore. We were in Bangalore, India, and it was beautiful where we stayed. As soon as you leave the gates, you know, it was kind of like a different story. It was like tents and everything. But where we stayed was beautiful. But I remember working and I remember working with someone who in America, like, you know, he didn't talk to us about his sexuality, but it I don't know. You just kind of got the feeling that in America, he would probably be with another man. Oh, we had this conversation about how it's not even an option for him. Like he'll probably get married. He'll probably marry a woman. You know what I mean? So he's probably married to a woman right now. Yeah. Yeah. At his age. like Layla, go watch Family Karma. Because there might be someone on there that reminds you of that person. I'm not saying anything. Everyone oh, leave me alone. <laughs> I feel like it's both of them. Like they are both. I, I think for a, what I know you call it a beer for a yes. woman, mm-hmm. you know, but whatever you call it for a man, I feel like it's both of them. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Guys go watch family car, but they're not paying us, but they should at this point. <laughs> Layla, I appreciate you taking. Wait, say it again. And I was just saying, talking about oppression, like not even mm. being able to be with who you want. And then, okay. I don't want to get into it, but the fact that she was like, uh, I think she said it was their honeymoon night or no, the night of their wedding. He spent it with um, the other guy. I forget their names. Oh, oh, oh I know what you're talking about. No, that's not who I'm talking about, but I know what you're <laughs> talking about. Michelle, you're talking about Michelle and uh, Amrit. I, I, yes. I don't think Michelle is. I don't believe Michelle is. I'm talking about an older Indian person on this show. Okay. 
I don't okay. want to say the day, but you guys, okay, we'll talk, we'll talk. everyone knows what I'm talking about. Monica's dad. Okay. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Okay. This is why you guys got to see the visual version. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good show. It's, yeah. it's such a good show. Layla, yeah. what is coming up for you that people should be on the lookout for? Um, I am going to do more on my podcast channel, the Layla Lynn podcast. I am going to do more um, podcasts and just like talking about things that um, are in pop culture, but just kind of like, you know, giving my opinion on it. And then on my channel, more celebrity news, more throwbacks and um, yeah, more 90s, 2000s type of stuff. I'm really looking forward to that on my main channel. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about the um, throwbacks you recently did? Because I thought they were so cool. Oh, I've been doing, I did girlfriends, like I did a girlfriends marathon. I'm uh, still doing a different world marathon. Mm. Um, I have a family matters video that I haven't released yet. Like all the tea from Mm. that. Um, I like to do like the TVT. I got to get more into the music, but I like to do like the TVT, like the nineties, 2000 sitcoms. Like like the the best time for TV. Let's be honest. We had so much at that time. We don't have that now. Yes. Even movies like that was like uh, for a black film. That was that was a time. It was. Mm-hmm. Really a time. So, yeah, more of that. That's amazing. First of all, thank you so much for doing this. I think this was such a great conversation. Yes, as, I, fun. as I told you guys before here on the Kempire Radio podcast, it's it's very different than what you're getting on any of the other platforms. And this is why you should check out everything that Layla has in the works, her podcast, her YouTube channel, her Facebook, all that will be available in the description of the video and of this episode. Layla, thank you so much for being here. We're going to do this again. And maybe I'll bring Grace. We can do it like our own sort of maybe like mid season of Atlanta or something. Podcast yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I got to get on my podcast. Yeah, of course. I got to get you on. Of course, definitely, without a doubt. Thank you so much, Layla, for being here. And thank you all for listening. Don't forget to rate and review and don't forget to support Layla by following, subscribing, and doing all the things. All right. (laughs) Thank you to Layla Lynn, our special guest this week. Don't forget more information on Layla's social media and her new podcast will be available in the description of this episode. And be sure to subscribe to the Kempire Radio YouTube channel so you can see all of our our expressions and everything that plays out while we're recording the podcast. Everything's available in the description of this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to The Kempire here on The Kempire Radio Podcast. Don't forget The Kempire Radio Podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, including Google, Apple, and, of course, Stitcher, Amazon. Head on over to KempireRadio.com for more links and more details. Thank you.